0: Welcome back to Life on the Vine. I am Hutch. I am here alongside Jackson, and we are coming to you live from the Hannah C. Howard studio. Jackson, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Good. It's nice, cold, crisp outside. We got some snow.
0: We did. It is a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. In the neighborhood, it, one might say. Yeah,
1: one might say that. Are we infringing on any copyrights there or anything? You
0: know, I don't, we, we can always, uh, yeah. Uh, probably not. In the neighborhood. I feel like that's yeah, a pretty yeah. well, common, common phrase. Sure. Does anyone own the words, it's a beautiful day? Probably. Maybe. Actually, yeah. Probably. Anyways, we're coming to you live. It is good to be back. Uh, we had sort of a big milestone in the life of this podcast. Yeah, recently. we did. Do you want, do you want to sh- share about that, Jackson?
1: Sure. You know, it may not be a big deal for most podcasts and podcasters, but it's a big deal for us because we're just... Two dudes from Tulsa that had this like really strange idea that you pitched me one day, and we said, okay, let's run with it. And uh, we now have w- surpassed 1,000 downloads.
0: 1,000, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. and that I, I, crazy.
1: I know that we've put out quite a bit of uh, content. I think we're coming up on 25 episodes. This might be number 24, something like that. So when you get down to it, episode per episode, it's not – a huge amount of listeners out there but we appreciate each and every single listener that is out there yes because uh you know like i say we don't really do this for you we would do this no matter what um because it kind of is just like sitting in the office having chats about stuff yeah. and uh it's it, it, i don't know it's weird it's surreal that people actually listen to it and people actually appreciate it yeah. and um i'm grateful i think it's it's awesome
0: me too and and well you know we do say that and it is true that we we love we care about this stuff and we we talk about it whether or not it's into a microphone but we also do hope and we started this with the idea that that maybe some folks out there might find some of our musings to be helpful in their life of faith and just as Jackson said, just thanks so much for for listening, for downloading it, for some of the, for some of you the feedback that you've given to us, and uh, we got some episodes coming up. That yeah, will be we take into account some of your ideas, so that's very exciting, and uh, yeah, this is, this, it's a fun adventure. So
1: it really is. And if you ever have any any ideas for an episode, or if you have any questions you want us to tackle, or maybe a particular topic you would like for us to. Uh, Maybe bring in. We can. We can also bring in people too. Yes. Yeah. I was um, going to say,
0: if there's anyone that you want to hear on the podcast,
1: let us know. If ooh, you, yeah, if you don't have our um, contact information, you can go to the First Church Tulsa website and you can find my email and Dan's yeah. email through there. So, so I heard uh, a rumor
0: that the pastors' emails are not on the website. Oh, like everyone else has like a hyperlink. Yeah. So my email is d hutchinson at firstchurchtulsa dot I don't know if it's on the website or not. Maybe that's just so people don't bombard us, but I am not the one that's probably going to get bombarded with the emails. Yeah. <laughs> so d at tulsa dot If you want to email me.
1: Yeah, and I am j s e i b e r t at tulsa dot Or you can go to the the uh, church website and uh, my email's on it.
0: Yeah. So, so one of these days, that there's a there's a rumor that uh, the, Doctor Reverend Doctor James D Miller will be joining us at some point. Yes, I'm he I'm starting will, the rumor right now, but good. There's a rumor going around that uh, he's going to be joining us, and uh,
1: you know the problem with that. What is that? It takes planning on our part. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true. We might have to move the recording studio to his office, just for like one episode. One episode. Yeah,
1: we could probably do that. You could
0: probably do that. Okay, we're getting off track.
1: Uh yeah. But that's that's what we do. Pretty much our MO. Yeah. So, so let's You're not uh, surprised
0: by this, listener. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. Uh I don't know that we were ever on track because we haven't talked about what we were gonna talk about today. That's true. So well,
0: what are we talking about, Jackson?
1: Uh we're gonna talk about a very interesting and uh integral part of the life of a Christian. Um and that's prayer. It's kind of this mysterious deal, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we all pray, pray yeah, because prayer is something that we we do, we see, we even participate in. It's like, yeah. sort of, you know, if you go if you're here on Sunday mornings you we're we're praying. We're praying people. And yet I I do think you're right. I think there's a lot of uh Questions around prayer. A lot of uncertainty around prayer. A lot I, I mean, I think even in my own spiritual life. And as I think about some of the things that are concrete, I get this. I yeah. understand this. I'm good with this. And then I feel like prayer is one of those things that there are even for me, there, there are questions that kinda come up again and again and things that I I wrestle with with yeah. regards to prayer. So Yeah.
1: I mean, I've always I don't think that there's been a single Christian that I've talked to that hasn't expressed at some point in their life the um idea of like am i actually being heard when Mm -hmm. i pray am i just like talking to a ceiling or like to like am i just speaking in my mind Um, i actually listened to a radio show about this uh psychologist who who did an in-depth study in a charismatic evangelical church and like prayer and like what that did to um, their uh, particular people's sense of self. And Mm. like they were comparing it actually to like schizophrenia and talking to other voices and and hearing God's voice and how is that different than schizophrenia and like all that stuff. Anyway, it was fascinating. But the guy who was interviewing her – was obviously not into prayer. Yeah. And he he was like, So people think they can talk to God. And if we like take a step back, yeah, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of yeah. bizarre. We're yeah. we're speaking to a disembodied person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or am I wrong? Is that what prayer is? Yeah. Or what is prayer? Like how yeah. how would we well I kind of thought about that is like how if if this interviewer Kind of asked me what is prayer. What would I say?
0: Yeah, well, and I I think that's a really really good place to start. And you you know me and, and and listeners, I can't just answer a question, right? I gotta I gotta go miles around before I come back to the question. But I think that you said something about to the outsider and to this person that doesn't necessarily believe in prayer it seems like, how is this different from schizophrenia? How is this different from speaking to, ooh, you hear voices, good for you, you know? Like Yeah, yeah, there's a place where we put people like you. Um, How is it different? And and I think this is one of those areas where we as Christians come with a certain set of assumptions, presuppositions, beliefs, won't say assumptions, beliefs, and non-believers— those outside of the sphere of Christianity also come with a series of beliefs and presuppositions and assumptions. And the sort of central assumption and belief of Christianity is that God speaks and that God reveals, we call this revelation, right? Yeah. That God makes himself known. Yeah. And without that belief, we have nothing, right? We have... No scriptures. We have no, you know, everyone Abraham on down are just crazy people who were hearing voices that no one actually spoke to, right? But like,
1: well, you have Noah before that, and he actually might have been a crazy person because he built a giant boat in the middle that, of the desert. <laughs> that's that's true. Because God told him to. Because God told him, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So either everyone in scripture is crazy, or God speaks, and we as Christians believe that God speaks. But I think that that's, I mean, in some sense, is really, really basic, but Mm -hmm. I think it's an important reminder when we begin the conversation about prayer, because at some level, prayer is a response to the invitation of a God who speaks. And a God that doesn't just simply speak, but is, uh, we believe, relational by God's very nature and has the this, I mean, this is where all those this are related, right? I mean, God is triune, exists in eternal relationship within God's self, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then actually created beings that are capable of being in relationship with, with, with Him, and so prayer is then at least at, at some level, and we'll get, get more mm-hmm. into it, but is in some level is this like invitation to respond to the God who speaks and to begin to engage with the God who speaks and can be known and wants to be in a relationship with us. So we're sort of getting into what is prayer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think all the, I think all that's sort of just sort of behind the scenes theology when we talk about prayer.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that you're right. And it's, it's so hard when, and maybe you have some more, insight on this because you have uh, academic training in the way of how to approach God, I'm theology. A, I'm a master theology.
0: of the divine. You are a master, master of, of the divine. Yes. So yes. pretentious. I
1: Sorry. am a master of disguise. <laughs> I'm going to be a master of disguise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> if I've, I've always kind of struggled with like, how do you approach theology in a way I kind of have a scientific mind and so you have like there's a reason that we teach certain mathematical things first and certain scientific understandings first and then you kind of build on them right it's it's very systematic yeah so I've always kind of been like okay theology just seems so intertwined yeah and it is intertwined because God's triuneness has effect on prayer right yeah and yeah god's triuneness has effect on like him being known and like right, right. uh being able to be in relationship with him and it right. also has effect on I jesus don't know, the incarnation yeah exactly so the whole reason that like, jesus yeah. came to earth was as a sacrifice well then you got to talk about sacrifice yeah so it's like there is no god is a god of order but he it The order is like I don't know the order. It's a complex system. It is not. Yeah. What's where (laughs) do you start? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think that what you're saying is kind of the starting point, and I think it's brilliant. Is that God speaks and God can be known. He may not be able to be fully known because we are finite and He is infinite. Yeah. But God speaks and He can be known. Yeah. And we are known by Him.
0: Right. And I think this gets into, back to your question, what is prayer? Yeah? I think this gets into what is prayer and then what are, so maybe some of what are the misconceptions that we have about prayer? Okay. Or some of the, the ways, because I think often when we think about prayer, when I think about prayer, I'm thinking about me talking. Yeah. Right? Prayer is me saying stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe prayer is primarily me asking for things and that is a huge part of prayer in a conversation if you want to have a conversation with someone you have to speak but there's another aspect to prayer which is listening mm. and that and i think that's again god speaks god invites us to respond and to speak back but i think prayer in my mind at least encompasses both sides of that conversation. And and yeah. I'm using conversation. What is prayer? Prayer is a conversation with God. That's my simple definition. Yeah. How about that? Okay. I gave a simple definition. Yeah. Prayer is a conversation with God. Um, but that involves speaking. It involves listening. Yeah. Um, and I think we can, we, can, we, can, we can forget that.
1: Yeah, I think that you're right that we can forget that. And I think that we also actively ignore that because it's it's easy enough actually it's hard enough for me to have a conversation with somebody else because i dominate the conversation because i love to talk okay (laughs) so i just talk and talk and talk and talk and then i see on their face like jackson shut up now please
0: (laughs) i stopped listening a long time ago yes (laughs) (laughs) i've
1: actually oftentimes told jessica she'll be like i'm so sorry i kind of tuned you out and i'm like no, don't worry about it. I didn't really need you to listen. I just needed to talk. <laughs> needed to talk. Um, oh, that's good. But I think that we don't quite know how to hone in on how God speaks, which is, I mm. think, a totally different yes. conversation yeah. than this particular one we're going to have on prayer. Yeah. But I think it's hard for us to hone in on how He speaks. So, therefore, the only we, we like to be doing something. We don't feel, we need a yeah. sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Okay. Which is, uh, I feel, I, when I've talked to people about prayer, primarily students, is who I talk to. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to them about prayer, um, they have a hard time listening and they don't sit in silence because they feel like if they were to sit in silence and try to he- hear, I'm doing air quotes, hear God, yeah. then it's, a passive action Mm -hmm. and it seems like a non-action. So therefore it seems like we're not doing anything. So we can't really check the box, listen to God, you know, Yeah. but I can talk to God. And so I can check that box and I feel like I've done something. So I feel like I've made some sort of step in this relationship or I've, and this kind of actually is intertwined with, I think a lot of times what we can, uh, do with prayer and that it be a work hmm. like prayer mm. is not a work yeah that we do right it's a right. discipline right but it's right. not a work it gains us nothing let me walk that back yeah it yeah. gains I us it, I see where you're going. it yeah. is not in inha- like it does not advance us in the form of salvation it does right. nothing right. to gain now i'm getting into tricky water now here. we're getting into to yeah.
0: justification sanctification justification. glorification which is right. another different conversation it, again yeah. these are all related yeah. yeah so
1: it is complicated but our salvation it doesn't God's, earn us anything yeah
0: grace favor yeah amen
1: yeah um <laughs> thanks for saving me <laughs>
0: yeah, no problem that's why we tagged team. yeah because yeah exactly. we both we both
1: yeah i bushwhack and stumble
0: my <laughs> way through <it>. and <laughs> We both push back. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that's, it's a discipline, right? So it's part of the life of discipleship. Right. But it's not like, well, I prayed today, so therefore God's going to love me more or. Right. It's, it's, that's kind of missing the point of prayer. It is
1: completely missing the point. Although I will give this caveat too. I do think that God honors um, obedience. Right. Yeah, and so even when we kind of miss the mark, and even <laughs> we may still be praying, I still think that God honors that, even though we're completely like missing the mark on yeah. what we're the action that we're actually taking. Yeah. Um, my C.S. hope. Lewis has a
0: oh go oh god no, no C.S. Lewis has a great quote in Mere Christianity about how, and we're both parents of small children. I um, need yeah. At what point do they pass from baby to small child? Anyways.
1: Um, When they start toddling around. Toddling around. So So You have a small
0: child and a baby. I just have a baby. Right. Right. You're close to a toddler. You're Um, really close to a toddler. He is close. He is. He wants to toddle. Yes. Yeah. So C.S. Lewis talks about how parents are delighted in the first step that their kids take. Right. Brings them great joy. Great celebration. But that's not ultimately what you desire in 30 years for your child right your your hope is that the child will learn to not just toddle but walk and to run and to have control of their body limbs all things being equal right right Um,
1: we're still working on that with our three-year-old because she is not in control of her body (laughs) yeah it is all over the place all the time
0: exactly so there's like there's this joy and this celebration of that first step but there's but as C.S. Lewis says, but God is not content with that, yeah. right? Right. So, any act, anything that's, in some in some sense, if if you you know don't hear anything else, hear this, um, you're not going to fail at prayer,
1: unless you don't do it.
0: Unless you don't do it, right? The only way to fail at prayer is to not do it, and we learn as we do it. So, just to to begin to have conversation with God, to talk to God, to, to share what's going on. Um, and we'll get into, you know, adoration and mm-hmm. praise and worship. That's all mm-hmm. part of it. But just, just doing it is, you're not going to fail doing that. But I think it also is something where we can grow in it. We can deepen our understanding. We can deepen our relationship right. with God. And and that's And I think prayer is one of those things that God uses as a tool in our life of faith and in our relationship with Him to draw us closer to Him. And that's ultimately what god desires for us yeah so take that first step have no fear about taking that first step but also know that um as you do that god will lead you on a journey and bring you closer yeah so
1: we've talked about kind of what prayer is yeah Um, it's your basic definition conversation with god i think it's a great one conversations contain theological but yeah 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 but um conversations contain speaking and listening it's Mm -hmm. a two-way street here okay i like that we kind of covered that prayer is not a work yeah it's not something that we do to gain something else right it's Mm -hmm. a it's a conversation again right if you went into every conversation wanting something, I think that friendship would be tarnished yeah. and kind of yeah. discarded pretty quickly. Right. Right. right? Um, well, it's the beautiful, sorry, oh, no, i no just no, jumping in ahead. all over yeah. you, but
0: I, I guess one of the beautiful things about relationship with, with, with God is that God, God is able to give us what we need when we're searching for him. Yeah. And if we're searching for something on the other side of God and not for God, himself, we're not going to get either thing. Mm. So if like, if we're, if we're approaching prayer with like, I want the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl, right. And I'm going to pray really, really hard about that. Like that's not going anywhere fast.
1: No, I think you're right. And I think that, um, that kind of goes into like uh, the other thing that you talked about, which is, um, assumptions and misconceptions about prayer, what prayer is and what prayer isn't, is it's not, Yes, we do ask for things from God in prayer, but our main motivation in prayer is to have a conversation with Him, not to go to a vending machine to... Yeah. Deep, deep, deep. Yeah. God, I'm in trouble. I need this. Right. Yes, He does care about that, and He cares about the situation you are in in life, but that's not the main building block of prayer, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think of... I listened to a Tim Keller sermon a while back and talking about the sovereignty of God and prayer, which is uh, part of where we want to get. But yeah. he he made the comment, he's I don't know fifties, sixties, probably sixties. I don't know how. Long I have he is. no idea. Tim Keller, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> 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 um, you're funny. But just just saying, I'm so glad that God didn't answer every prayer that I prayed in my life, or at least. Sometimes he answered with a no to prayers that I prayed. A- there's a
1: good uh, Garth Brooks song. There's a good guy. Oklahomans know about. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm still not a good Oklahoman. I guess. Yeah.
1: No, you're you're fine. Oklahoma. I'm working. Yeah. I'm working on it.
0: But oh, by but, the way, Tim Keller's yeah. seventy years old. Seventy. I oh, was close. Close to the second time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As of
0: September. As of September. Happy birthday, Tim Keller. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is, sorry, now that I've completely walked all over the point you were trying to make about Tim Keller's wonderful sermon.
0: Yes, the vending machine idea. We think that we know what we need to pray for, and often when we come in prayer, we think we know exactly what we need. We know what we want. Mm
1: -hmm. We think
0: we know exactly what we need. And I think the caution, not even the cautionary word, but just the encouraging word that Keller reminds us of is that God does not always give us what we pray for. He doesn't always put the coke out of the vending machine because, in God's sovereignty, God rules and overrules, and God knows what we need, and God knows how He is going to work in our lives. Right, um, and that's part of I think an understanding of prayer too is that when we when we are praying, we're not just it's a conversation, but it's also a conversation with the God of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> and and that. That uh, is important to keep in mind as well.
1: Well, you're talking about God, you know, doesn't always like shoot out the the Coca-Cola and yeah. the vending machine. That made me think, you know, if God really was a vending machine and he was giving us like what we needed rather than what we want, he would always shoot out water no matter what our selection <laughs> was. It, maybe, maybe every now and then he'd give us a nice little sparkling water. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Some Topo yeah. Chico or something Ooh, like yeah. that. Here's a good gift for you. <laughs>
0: But it would still be water. Yeah,
1: but he would never give us soda.
0: That's true. That's true. Well,
1: mm. maybe Sprite if we yeah. had like some tummy <laughs> we issues.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we always had, when we were sick, we always had Sprite. Yeah, me too. I think it like calms the stomach. Maybe we we Is had it the bubbles that, and the sweetness kind of.
1: I think that's the theory. I don't yeah. know that it actually like it, it works. We had seven. I mean up. the placebo. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah that's true. We up. couldn't.
0: We I
1: I can't drink Seven Up now because I just associate it with sickness. sickness.
0: Well, I don't. I mean, whether or not it actually works, it 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 always made me feel better. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Thanks, mom. So
1: we kind of talked about what prayer is and we talked about this a little bit, but why do we pray? Yeah. Like we've talked about that. The purpose is a conversation and yeah, that enhances our relationship with God. But why, what are some things that we pray about that are yeah. okay to pray about? Like yeah. what, I actually what are that, the limits of yeah. that?
0: Okay. That's a lot of different questions there. Yeah, I'm gonna I going to begin with, sorry. I'm going to begin with why do we pray? Okay. Why do we pray? And I actually think, I think that there are a few different reasons, and I'm just going to list off a few that I think, and then you can respond or expand or Uh, critique. Critique, most likely. One reason I think we pray is because prayer, as conversation, draws us closer to God. Okay. So, the very fact that we are speaking to God draws us, and we are listening, hopefully, draws us closer to God and draws us deeper into that relationship. And I I think you see that in any relationship, the more time, the more conversation, the more you are sharing about yourself, the more you're listening and learning about the person that relationship cannot help, but deepen. Um, What was that? They did. uh, Someone put together like 30 questions that you'll fall in love. If you sit down over lunch and ask these 30 questions, you do, are you familiar with that? No, but
1: going back to my favorite trash TV show of all time, Married at First Sight. I <laughs> love that show. I don't recommend it, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, They do an exercise that's called the fishbowl exercise, which would, I think, kind of be the same yeah. thing where it's it's just like a fishbowl with lots of different topics in it. And it's a emotional, they call it an emotional intimacy yeah. builder. Yeah. So it's how to get to know your I guess their spouses yeah how to to get to know your spouse in a more deep and intimate way by having these conversations about some topics that you wouldn't just like normally just come up in casual conversation right yeah
0: and I think in that too there's something about looking at each other's eyes as you're having this conversation have you seen that exercise I
1: was thinking about doing that in staff chapel but then I thought we can't do it during covid and it's kind of weird but (laughs) You have I, yeah, to maintain, seen, yes. like, hand contact and look into each other's eyes for, like, three minutes. Yeah. Something like that. And it's supposed to, like... But I've want, seen you that. You want staff members falling in love with each other. No. Well, yeah. I mean, not, like, romantically, <laughs> know, but, know, yeah, know. you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Godly love. I, and it was going to be a, a model of, like, growing more intimate with God yeah. and, like, yeah. what that... Anyway.
0: But I think that, I mean, that's the that's the point here, right? Yeah. Like, right. As we enter into conversation with God, as we... You know the, the psalmist says, "Like one thing I've asked the Lord to be in the uh, be in His presence and, and to gaze on His beauty." So there's something about prayer that sort of um, we are stepping into the presence of God through and and looking, directing our gaze toward God as we are speaking to God, and that draws us more deeply into relationship with God. Um, a second thing that I think why we pray is that God is sovereign and God rules with in his providence, but God also is incarnational and steps into situations to invite God into the situations of our lives is an important thing.
1: Yeah. Um This is kind of the answer to like, are we telling God things that he doesn't know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: obviously he knows, right? He knows. Yeah. But
1: like, until we express it, there's no, thought or idea from us to actually invite him in to that right right.
0: and and you get language like this in scripture of you know jesus in revelation behold i stand at the door and knock Mm -hmm. and the one who opens i will come in and eat with them you know there's this there's this language of of response or hebrews kind of the other way um of you know the veil has been torn hebrews chapter 10 therefore let's approach with boldness yeah which is kind of the invitation to pray and to live life in the presence of god so there's this Invitation and and prayer, I think part of prayer is saying, God, I actually want you to be active in my life and in my world. I want you to be Lord. I want you to be King. Jesus' prayer, right? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I think that's another thing. I think prayer gives us eyes to see God act. I think that we can miss a lot of what God is doing in the world and in our lives because we're not looking for it and because we're not expectant. Mm-hmm. And in the same way that Israel was constantly told, tell these stories to your descendants, tell them the mighty acts of God. We need, we need to be um, brought into the story. We, we need to be attentive. And I think prayer makes us attentive. So if you're praying for someone to be healed and they're healed you're gonna i think most of the time your mindset about that event is going to be a little bit different than if you're not praying and they're healed yeah and you know we don't we're going to bring in james to talk about healing yeah i think that'll be a, i'm excited for yeah that. that'll I'm, be a lot of fun yeah. but you know from from this side we don't necessarily see what god is up to and we don't necessarily we you know um when God steps in and heals, how God steps in and heals, why and when God steps in and, and does something, whether it's through the hands of the doctor, whether it's through a quote-unquote miracle, um, who's to say one is more miraculous than the other in some ways. Right. But, you know, that's a whole other question. But but I think when we're praying, it makes us attentive to say, okay, um, maybe God's doing something. I think when we're praying, God, can you, you know, what do you want for me today? I think a, a great, Prayer is just, you know, I'm yours. My life is not my own. And then that makes you more attentive as you go through your day. Like how, if I'm not my own, then what? And that's where the listening comes in too. Yeah. You know, it's it's an ongoing. I think
1: that your expression of being attentive and it causes us to be more attentive to what God is doing. Mm -hmm. Honestly, to me, that means it causes us to listen. Like I think attentiveness to what God is doing is actually listening. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a... So it kind of dispels... I think I just kind of want to say, you know, we can kind of be like, oh, I never hear God. Okay, well, yeah, yeah maybe you never hear him audibly. Some people actually, I've I heard stories about that. Um, I actually kind of had a weird audible experience in my life. Um, yeah. But... Like, God speaks so much to... Through other people speaks to yeah. us through our hearts, through ideas, yeah. through promptings, through situations, through art and yeah. through his word. His word. Yeah, I mean I, I blanked odd, out on a yes. huge one. I mean that's a huge, obvious one, but in 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 other ways, like personally, you know, we can see him yeah. through situations that, you know, through, you know, movies and songs and things that aren't even explicitly from, you know, like the artist isn't like trying to draw us closer to God, but we can still see God in those things. So I think being attentive to God is part of listening. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of gets into actually one of the things we have further down the list of to talk about is, Mm -hmm. you know, this passage about, where Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. Yeah. And like what that means? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is if a huge part of prayer is listening, it's not always like continually talk to God non-stop throughout the day, but also being attentive to what God is doing and right. listening right. and observing and 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 then acting
0: upon that, right? Yeah. So Well, and and that's so good because there are moments of prayer, but it's also a life of prayer. Yeah. Right. I I so If you're praying at the beginning of each day, you know, show me what you want me to see, open my heart to whatever you want to open it to, et cetera, et cetera. Great prayer. And then as you step into your day and God is bringing things in, like that's an on, that's the ongoing process of prayer. And then even as you encounter those things and you might find yourself praying like, what do I do here? You know, like, okay, you've begun to do this in me but like what's what's next or how do i respond or so i think that's the the ongoing aspect of prayer and i do think that the i i don't know that the, the, the ceasing is I, mean, I think the ceasing is like just the reminder that prayer is an ongoing um all the time Practice for yeah. us. Like we're we, not we supposed never, to babble. And we just... never. Yeah, but we. Yeah, you know, we're not supposed to be like the pagans, who are heard because of their many words. Right? right. God knows what we need. So it's not about racking up words and racking up time. It's it's about the 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 consistency and the and the recognition that we're living life in the very presence of God in relationship with God. And it's not about like okay, I had ten minutes this morning in my room, and that's where God dwells. And some at the end of the day, I'll come back to where God is, and then I'll continue my prayer but it's like I'm beginning my my day inviting God to be present to me and in my life, which he already is, but saying I want to be aware of that. We're continuing our day in God's presence. We're finishing our day in God's presence, and we're in relationship and conversation with God the whole time. And I love what you just said because that is exactly
1: kind of what we're trying to get at with this entire podcast and encouraging yeah. you guys to live life on the vine. I mean, that is a uh, paraphrase of what jesus said when he's talking about the vine and being the true vine and being tied into him like a lot of this prayer conversation overlaps with that and i think even prayer really overlaps as well with worship because a lot of times our response to hearing god in our conversation in prayer is a step of faith and some sort of action which is actually worship because we're um moving and we're acting because God because of what God has done, mm-hmm. right? And that is worship to me. Anyway, yeah. I I this is yeah. just so like really difficult to have a like streamlined conversation about this because it's it encompasses so much of Christian life. It really, life, does. It really right?
0: does. Yeah yeah, prayer is sort of touches into and and spreads its fingers into all of these different aspects of the Christian life. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, those are sort of my, some of my, like, why do we pray and stuff. But I want to, one of the texts that I remember back in high school, uh, having this conversation with some of my friends who I was in a Bible study with, and then it's a question that kind of continually comes up, and I hear it a lot from people. And it's, Jesus in John 14 says something along the lines of, whatever you ask in my name will be given to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I think we've we've sort of stepped away from the prayer as asking for stuff. But there is an element of prayer where we are invited to ask for things. Yeah. Um, even Jesus, the Lord's prayer, give us this day our daily bread, you know, there there are things that we are invited to ask for. And then Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you. It will be done for you. And yet I know a lot of people who would say that's not happened. Sure. That's not been the case. I have asked for things and it has not been given to me. Um, how, how, how do, how do you, how do you step into that?
1: Uh
0: Sorry, just to like. With lay great a delicate bomb on care. <laughs> <And> that's,
1: <laughs> that's how I step into that. Yeah. I tiptoe. Um, now, well, the, the uh, immediate image that popped up into my brain is something that I am working on with Campbell that mm. drives me completely insane. Mm. And it just happened this morning. Okay. So I'm feeding Hattie her bottle. Um, I'm. Uh, letting Jess sleep a little bit because she got up with Campbell three times last night and Campbell um, gets up while I'm feeding Hattie, her bottle says I'm hungry. Can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for breakfast? Yes. You can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for breakfast. I'd be happy to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for breakfast. She loves peanut butter and jelly. She eats it every morning. It's it's kind of weird, but, um, and obviously I'm feeding Hattie and like, I am not God. I cannot do all things yeah. at all times. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but then, you know, maybe two minutes goes by. Can I, I'm hungry. <laughs> can I have my peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And it's like, yes, you can have this mm. peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but you're going to have to wait, mm. you know? Yeah. And I, I'm limited in a way that God is, is not limited. And so I think that that can make it frustrating. Yeah. But in a lot of times part of, of the reason that this is kind of a frustrating passage to us is Mm. because we're impatient Mm. and because we expect an immediate answer. And even though we may get an immediate answer in yes. Yeah. Okay. When? Well, it's not happening yet. I'm hungry. I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? She asked me like four more times this morning and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to make you a peanut butter and jelly No, I didn't actually do that, but that's what it, was it, going on in, in my head. Like, oh, yes, I'm like, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yes, I was like, yes, Campbell, you can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as soon as I am done doing some other things because daddy needs some coffee. So please sit there and be patient. I was very calm.
0: Yeah. Good for you.
1: Mm. On the outside. <laughs> um, But I, I think that that's how we can approach God hmm. is just kind of like as the nagging child, which yeah. Is maybe a little bit harsh to those who are praying for things Mm -hmm. very fervently because we're told to pray fervently too. So I don't want to be like dismissive of like a fervent prayer as well because we can find ourselves in situations that seem dead ends. Right. And we know what we want. And yes, we want this person to be healed. And Mm -hmm. God may even say, yes, this person will be healed when they're in my presence. And that may not be an answer right. that we want to hear. Right. And, and so I think that there's kind of a, a, a that's how I would approach this and kind of a twofold and yeah. that we're, we can often be impatient and we can often just not like God's response. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I'll give it to you yeah. in the next life. Yeah. And you know, that's not actually what we're asking. <laughs> You know what I mean? It might be literally what we just ask is like, give this to me. But God can give us those things too, yeah. not just here on earth. Right. Because we believe that things, that life doesn't just end here on earth. He can give us those things later. Right. But our perspective is always just of here on this earth. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I think that's good. And I think, I mean, it's, it's tough, but you see that in... I mean, throughout the Old Testament, I think of Hebrews eleven and the the quote you know quote unquote Hall of Faith of all these people and the yeah. know, the, the line that always strikes me is all of them died without seeing God's promises come to fruition. Well, and that, that's the other thing
1: too. I think that God can. I think in a lot of ways we don't know what we're asking for, hmm. and so we can ask for something. Um, I think of Paul, you know, who wanted nothing more than to go to Rome to spread about the message yeah. of Christ to the Romans and throughout the Roman Empire. This is like how he had it in mind. And then he's yeah. like imprisoned and shipwrecked and like things do not go super well to get him to that spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To be in Rome. <laughs> right, right. And even, you know, I think God really honored Paul's prayers for the different churches and for his missions and. And all these things. But we can also see that the actual situations that he was in were not favorable or comfortable in any way. So I think a lot of times when we ask God things, he responds by asking us to step into the uncomfortable, which we are oftentimes unwilling to do. Or we don't see that as a good answer. Right. Right? Right.
0: Yeah. And I I think that gets into the idea of in- in my name Mm. because i don't think that's just slapping jesus onto everything we say you know i don't think you're going to be heard because of your many Jesuses in your Mm -hmm. prayer and that's sorry kind of can Can i
1: can i jump in on this real quick because i think that you're spot on okay (laughs) because we we i've just spent um Two different Bible studies actually kind of conjoined at the same point, mm. walking through different scriptures with the Ten Commandments. Yeah, And I think that we use God's name in vain so mm. often in the name of Jesus, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Like we just yeah. slap Jesus's name onto everything, expect results, and we've missed the kingdom purposes yeah, and it's really for our own selfishness yeah. and our own desires and not for the desires of the kingdom of heaven. And that is using God's name in vain. It's yeah. using it out of the context in which we are ambassadors to be able to use it. We're yeah. Preach. asking for promises and we're asking for things to be done that we do not have the authority to ask or to mm-hmm. give. And it really irks me and it's really hard to then because it's cultural now it's it is cultural it is cultural in our prayer it's cultural in how we pray um as uh um, as 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 a group you know when we have like group prayers like it's just kind of rhythmic yeah and it's like no you're throwing things out there that is don't tack on father God to this. Yeah. Like this has nothing to do with father God right now. Okay. Like, right. and I, I'm, I'm kind of making light of, of yeah. like the rhythm of how people pray. Mm-hmm. pray. And I, I, I don't mean to like belittle anyone, but we need to be careful with our words and we need to be careful what we do because it's also saying a message to people that are listening to our prayers because that really confuses the younger generation, especially when we're talking about, you know, some of these questions that come up is like well i'm asking this in jesus name and it's not happening
0: you know what i mean so
1: anyway i'll get off my soapbox yeah
0: no i think that's really good and i I think so i don't know if this is a good image but i have had this sort of conversation a few times the image that keeps coming to my mind is 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 thor and avengers and like mule near like wielding his hammer and like how like he kind of wields you know wields lightning and i feel like sometimes we have that mindset about the name of jesus like it's our it's our mule near it's our hammer and like i can wield the name of jesus and you know (laughs) spray lightning at you or whatever right i want to happen it's like i just don't but i think it's it's more about again going back to conversation and relationship it's about stepping into the Know, all-encompassing presence of God, right? It, it's it's about stepping into relationship, and when we are when we're asking in the name of Jesus, I think it's more about being connected to the vine, and and it's about being connected to the one who created us, and it's about having our hearts and our desires and what we are even praying for more and more shaped and molded by the kingdom. And when we are praying in the name of Jesus, when we're praying in in, in that mindset, in the name of Jesus, we're, we're, we're praying for the things that God desires, yeah. right? We're stepping into what God is, is wanting, and even in that, acknowledging that God's time is not always our time, that God is able to answer our prayers both here and in um, the kingdom to come, and that... I mean, even we're praying every, you know, we're supposed to pray every day, like thy kingdom come. And yet that's a final consummation of things that it's it's coming today. It's coming later. And so I think that's an important mindset as well. well.
1: And I think that you're right. We can pray that and we're told to pray that. And I think that that should be first and foremost in our prayers is that thy kingdom come and we can yeah. pray things that are in direct opposition to thy kingdom coming. So, yeah. okay, what happens when you pray two contradictory things? You can't, yeah. you know, yeah. have both, nor does God want to bring about purposes that are not for his kingdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: or if he does allow them to come about, it's going to be something that will be Maybe a p- painful experience that you walk through that brings you closer to Him into the kingdom. So I mean, God God will sometimes answer your prayers that are contrary to His will for His will and purposes, which is again providence and sovereignty and all that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um,
1: and again, okay, guys, I get on rolls and I can like really attack things, and I don't. <laughs> I'm not attacking anyone personally. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to um, voice issues that I see and issues right. that I hear, uh, and observe. And then I let the Holy Spirit do its convicting as it will. Yeah. My words have no power. Yeah. The Holy yeah. Spirit convicts you. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I, again, I have nothing personally against anyone necessarily. So yeah. th- please don't take that as a personal, um, or anything that I say that's kind of corrective or anything like that. Don't uh, no No one is coming at you personally. Okay. It's it. We're trying to help tie life into the vine. Right. And so sometimes that can sting.
0: Yeah. And there is, and this is, uh, and there is power, right? There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, but it's, Again, I think I think it's it's not something that we wield, control, use for our own purposes. It's not, it's not a magic formula. You know, it's not abracadabra. It's, um, you know, we are recipients. We are brought into the life of Christ. We're grafted into the vine, and then as God desires to work through us, and as I think that's again part of prayer is being attentive. How does God want to use us? You know, and, and if God's moving you to pray and to heal someone, yeah. then by all means, pray and, you know, God will move. But again, it, it's the it's God moving and, and, and acting that we are invited to be attentive yeah. to. Yeah.
1: So, I have a question for you. Yeah. Since you brought up, like, God's sovereignty and Ooh, all that stuff yeah. in prayer. So, if God is sovereign... And he's gonna bring about his purposes no matter what. Isn't and I don't believe this, but I'm just yeah. like asking you because I yes. think it's a common question. Yes. Why do we even need to pray if it God's never you know, God's purposes aren't yeah. gonna be changed? Yeah. Right. And so I think we can answer that immediately that it changes us and our posture and all that stuff. We're committed to the question I really want to get to is: Can we ever change God's mind? Because oh, He hears us yeah. and He takes into account. Yes. But are do our prayers actually alter any sort of result that would happen otherwise?
0: We'll never know. That's true, unless
1: we pray. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I think that's one of the. It's the, it's the mystery of sovereignty and. Freedom, air quotes, responsibility. Yeah. It's it's the uh, continual interplay between a God who rules and a God who invites us to be active participants. Um, we have the example of Exodus 33, where God has decided to bring destruction upon the people of Israel because they've been butts. Big butts. Big butts. We're spinning golden calf and all that. Yeah. And, uh, Moses intercedes and says, don't do this. And, you know, you brought us out of Egypt and what are the nations going to say? They're going to be like, oh, the God just brought them out just so we could kill them. That's not going to look good for you. It's not going to be good for us, obviously. And, uh, Moses intercedes for the people of Israel and God changes his mind. God, uh, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you know, repents of what he was going to do, turning around, decides not to do it, decides not to destroy the people of Israel. Um, and I think that's one of those, one of those places where you can, you can dig into and you can look at and kind of, again, sort of depending on what framework you come from, Mm -hmm. was God ever actually going to destroy the people of Israel who he had covenanted with? Um, was God looking, you know, kind of, was this an opportunity for Moses to, to step in, and to be the mediator, to be the intercessor, to, you know, it it looks, in some ways it points us forward to Christ who steps in between us and God's just judgment. You know, is it sort of a Abraham situation with Isaac where God says sacrifice your son and God was never really going to have him do it, but Abraham was invited to step out in faith and to, um, you know, was it, you know, what, or, or was it, God was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then Moses is saying, no, you shouldn't do that. And God says, oh yeah, you're right. Um, You know, I, I I might lean more towards the, the, the former that it's, there's a um, it's, it's a situation in which God is at work and God's inviting Moses to respond. And um, this is the sort of relationship that God has with Moses. But at the end of the day, and this is where I, I think we need to be careful with theology, mm-hmm. and and not make theology um, bend the text to its will. The text doesn't explain. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and and, on a, and obviously, we use principles of what we know to be. We look at scripture and the whole witness of scripture, and we interpret scripture with scripture. So not that you can't do that, but I also think there's something about letting scripture speak for itself. And there's a tension here, right? There's a tension, mm-hmm. especially for reformed Presbyterians about this chapter. And I think that that's good. I think it's good for us to live into that tension a little bit. There's lots of ways that you can explain a, a way, completely away in terms mm-hmm. of God's sovereignty. But at the end of the day, there's still this reality of, Moses intercedes and God doesn't do what he had said he was going to do. Right. Regardless of whether it's providential and sovereignty. And I, and I, th- I think that um, whether or not prayer changes God's mind is less important than the fact that God invites us to pray and takes prayer seriously, mm-hmm. and that our prayers do have a real impact in the course of what God is doing. Right.
1: Well, and I I think, you know... We see many examples in the Bible of God's people collectively praying for something and then something coming about, you know, we had lots of people who are praying uh, that Peter get released uh, from jail and then he ends up like knocking on the door saying, Hey, I'm here, you know, like, um, there's, so I think that corporately, um, I think that you're right. Uh, anything that I try to do is kind of like the explain away yeah. <laughs> aspect of it. And I, I, I need to take that to heart too, and not to just like explain it away or have like a reason okay. for it. And I think there is a reason for it. Right. I think there yeah. is probably a correct answer. But the thing is, I'm I'm never going to know it Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't say it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so unless God is willing to I, – and I, I feel like if I were to ask God that question, it, he would give me like – the job response of like, yeah, where were you? Where were you?
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> I can be really mad and I can say things because I'm God. Yeah. You're small, <laughs> but I love <laughs> you dearly. Like, yeah,
0: I'd be like, is that really that important to you? Yeah.
1: And the answer is no. It's yeah. really not that important to me yeah. because, yeah, you know, when I pray. There's no doubt in my mind that God hears me. God hears me. And whether it alters what he's going to do or not doesn't really bother me. It's just that he knows my heart, and he knows what okay. I feel, and he knows the anguish that I'm in. But I also trust him to know that whatever is going to come about, whatever he decides to do, which he's, you know, we can always... That it may even be the wrong verbiage to use because yeah. maybe he's already decided what to do. Yeah, But I trust... That whatever it is that he does, whether I altered that or not, is good. Right. Right? Yes. Is, is bringing about his kingdom purposes. Right. And I have submitted to that kingdom. I have I have no other eggs to put in any other basket. They're right. all in that basket. Yeah. And so I trust him. I yeah. trust him. Right. Whether And so that means that I don't trust me. I don't trust me to be praying for good things. I hope that they're good things, you know, yeah. and I trust that my heart is being made more like Christ so that I am praying for good things. But I know that he hears me, and I know that ultimately his purposes are good. Yeah. And so whether I alter it or not doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think that's... Uh... I mean, we have to sort of step into that tension as, yeah. as followers of Christ, that his ways are good. He is good. We trust that. We step out in faith. We do, and we obey, and we pray, and we, we, we respond, right, yeah. to, to his invitation. But at the end of the day, our, our trust is ultimately in what he is doing and in him.
1: Okay. So, so we've been talking for a long time. Yeah. And I think we have time for kind of one more topic, one more question. Okay. Okay. And it's a really interesting one. And who do we
0: pray to? Oh, man. One more question. I don't know if I have time for this. That's a great question. So Jesus, high priestly prayer, or when he teaches his disciples to pray, the prayer is our Father. Right? Right. So we pray to the Father.
1: Right. But we're also told that Jesus is the one that intercedes for us. That's true, too right? To the Father. But then we're also told that when we don't know what to pray for, that it's actually the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us to Jesus who intercedes to us to the Father, right? Yes. So who are we praying to? Hmm. Who should we pray to?
0: Hmm. That's a great question. Can we pray to all three?
1: Dare I say we should?
0: You can dare to say it. Well, I, I think I know, dare say. Or you can't be
1: wrong. You can't just yeah. like wait, but I don't know that I've ever prayed to the Holy Spirit. Does yeah. that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think you know what I was having a conversation with someone the other day about this. And I, I think there are moments when I have asked for the Holy Spirit's presence. Yes. Or when I've asked for the Holy Spirit to move. To move yeah. or to and I think that's appropriate. But I've never I,
1: started dear Holy Spirit. Yes. You're like I'm directing this prayer yeah. specifically to you. You know yes. what I mean?
0: Well, and here here's the one thing I will say. I I think that I think it's an it's a, it, it is appropriate and it's fitting at times to pray to invite the spirit to move to act and to speak to Christ. Um but I also think that we don't want to miss out on the relationship with the father right yeah. the, the christ part of christ's mediatory role is to bring us into relationship with the father mm-hmm. we're not just in a relationship with Jesus Christ meek and mild you know who came down to earth he's the approachable part of god right and then the father that's ah, big and scary and i don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole like no we're we are invited into christ as our high priest who brings us into the presence of almighty god the heavenly father and so, like that that's i mean and, and in some sense that that is the whole Goal, Like, right. that's we're, where we're trying to get. Um, that's why Christ has come and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And, you know, if we get into communion and theology of communion a little bit, um, there's an aspect in when we come to the table. We're by the Holy Spirit transported, and we're united with Christ. And as we are the body of Christ, so too we are with Christ at the right hand of the Father, in the Father's presence, right? I mean, this stuff is, this is some deep theology, deep waters, but we're, um, it's, it's, it's connected. So we want to, I, I don't think we want to miss out on the relationship with the Father or the invitation in prayer to the Father, um, but it's also one God, three persons. Yeah. Um, and in the sort of economy of how God interacts with the world and with us, um, you know, the three persons of the Trinity sort of have unique roles in that. Yeah. And I so think I think it's appropriate to speak, again, conversation, right? Right. All glory to the Father. Amen. Through Christ. Amen. By the power of the Spirit.
1: Amen. Exactly. So I think that sometimes we can, this is an unimportant question because we can get tied down in these details. And I love, I don't love details, but I love answers to questions. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we can get caught up in like, what's the particular order or who should I pray to? And like all that stuff. And it's never God's invitation to say, um, well, I mean, really, since the law that you need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's more of come to me. Yeah. Right? And so it, it, I think he cares less about that than he does of us just being in conversation with him and yeah. not trying to parse out the hairs of how this ex- mysterious yeah. thing actually works, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Cool. I'm satisfied with that
0: but well, thanks for listening yeah i hope that you found something in this that might be helpful or encouraging over now, we'll see you next week yeah next i'm excited 1001 one, downloads Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo!
1: yeah we're we're quickly on our way to a million that's right ah. that's right next stop one million dollars yes <laughs> yeah we i should miss a dollar because we have no <laughs> we have, financial yeah. anything for we have, this yeah anything financial just comes out of our budgets
0: okay okay we're gonna stop while we're ahead yeah peace out people doodles